Hello once again, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Polykill Podcast. A little bit different today. A little bit different today. So, what you're going to get in this episode is six new voices. In addition to mine and Steve's. So, eight total voices, right? That's what you want in a podcast is just the number of voices. That's how you know it's quality. The more voices, the better, right? You're getting your bank for your buck here, especially because this is free. But... Steve and I uh, couldn't get together for an episode this time around. I'm going on vacation. I got a lot of things going on. Steve just got back from vacation. He's wearing bandanas. He's flexing his big calf muscles. He's playing a lot of games on his stream. He's got to finish Dragon Age or we're not going to do another podcast. And I told him that. I said, listen, we cannot record until you finish that godforsaken 93-hour game with all the sexy people in it running around with swords. You have to finish it. I told him that. So uh, most of what I just said was true. And that is why we couldn't get together for an episode, but we thought we still need to keep an episode in the rotation. Of course, we said rotation when we mentioned this to each other. We like to truncate words. And we decided it would be a good idea to treat a lot of our Patreon folk to an opportunity to share what they're playing in their beaten without Twitter, using their mouths, using their mouths. And fortunately, we sent some feelers out there on the old Patreon we got some bites. Got a few bites. And so today you're going to hear from some of our best friends, especially because all of these people hang out in the old Polykill Discord. Today you're going to hear voices from Petey, of course, Michelle of Petey's Power Hour. You're going to hear Musty Hobbit. This isn't in order, by the way. I'm just doing this off of memory. So you'll hear them in a different order than I'm saying them, probably. You'll also hear Caleb J. Ross, and I'm sorry about that, but he did respond and we had to be fair to everyone. You'll also hear from someone who goes by QX in some circles, Joel in other circles, and JJS Boyce in even other circles. The guy is in several circles. He's a Venn diagram of names, and he loves circles. And then you'll also hear from, get this, two different Dylans. Two different Dylans, and they spell their names the same. And they tell me that's how you're supposed to spell it. D-Y-L-A-N. Both of them told me if your name is Dylan and you spell it D-I-L-L-O-N, you can go straight to hell. And that's from them, not from me. If To me, if your name is D-I-L-L-O-N, you can stay. I like your listener stats, and I appreciate your support. And I'll call you whatever you want to be called. But these guys... This is just, don't shoot the messenger, but they said, D-Y-L-A-N, the only way it can be spelled, and you can still get into heaven. So, take that for what it's worth. But you'll hear one Dylan uh, goes by Never Before Seen on Twitter, or Ableton Live. You know what? I don't even remember at this point, because he has several names, like JJS Boyce, a Venn diagram of names and circles. And then you'll also hear from Dylan Charles. He likes horror movies and writing disturbing short stories on the internet and he's very good at watching horror movies so please without further ado sit back and listen to the invasion of the poly snatchers also this is um mine and steve's one year podcast anniversary and we don't even get to talk to each other we talk to other people we're seeing other people and uh, that can't be a good sign for the marriage can it but trust me, it's fine. Please enjoy. Hey, 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome to the show. I don't know the order of operations. I don't know who will be first in this run. So if this is the first time that you're hearing me talk, then welcome to this polykill micro, this mini polykill, community polykill, whatever you want to call it. This episode where we brought a bunch of wonderful people from the Discord and from the community in to basically do our job for us because we couldn't record. And we appreciate them very much for doing that. Today, I am joined by the always wonderful Petey of Petey's Power Hour. Petey, how's it going? Hello! I am fantastic. How about yourself? I can't complain. I've been talking about video games. I worked not that hard today. It mm. was all in all pretty pretty rock solid, I would say. I worked <laughs> enough to, so that if someone asked, hey, what'd you do today? I could point to the like one thing and be like, right there. I did I did a thing. It counts. But not so hard that I was stressed. It was nice. Nice. So, uh, you know, I don't know if you know, Polykill is a show that's mostly about video games. Mm. That's usually what we talk about. Well, that's what I talk about. It seems like maybe not so much what Trav talks about, but I tend to like to make it about video games. So I'm curious, what have you been playing? What 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 have you been enjoying recently? Well, just because I have a podcast about alcohol doesn't mean I love video games. I love me some video games. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, the most one I'm currently playing right now, and really I'm still playing this because do you ever get to a point where you're playing a game and then you're just like, okay, I'm ready to beat this now. I'm ready for this to be done, but it just won't end. That's yes. the point I'm at with <laughs> Little Wood. <laughs> Have you heard of this game? Uh, uh, no, I don't think so. Is it like a mm, like a Stardew Valley type thing? Yes, kind of like a okay, Stardew ma- Valley, much simpler, much much simpler. <laughs> okay, I think I've only seen screenshots, and it wasn't clear if they were doing the Stardew Valley thing or like a Zelda thing. Uh, no, definitely not a Zelda thing because there's not no okay. actual combat in the game. Not that I mean, Stardew Valley has more combat than. Than Littlewood does, because <laughs> you actually go into the dungeon and have to fight things. And Littlewood, there is not that. It's very much a life simulator kind of game, and you go out and you try to go marry somebody, or you try to like you're supposed to get the whole map or get all of the stuff, and then you can beat the game. Like I've I've been like looking them up. Like this game ends right. And it's supposed to end. And I'm I'm ready for that point for it to end. Like, I'm, like, 20 hours into this game. Like, I'm like, okay, let's go. But it's not letting me end yet. And I'm like, what am I missing? I I don't really want to look it up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to spoil yeah. it myself. But I'm at that point where I'm like, okay, I'm good now. I want that, I want that beat tweet. That's really what I want here. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about. And sometimes it's, I mean, it's it's sunk cost fallacy, right? You You get far enough in and you're like... If I was going to drop this game, I really should have dropped this game 10 hours ago. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm here now. I'm doing this. So we're we're seeing it through to the end. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully yeah. you can hopefully you can find it. But you have 100% confirmed that there is like there's an end. They'll show you the credits at some point because sometimes those games just kind of go on in perpetuity. I mean, I haven't 100% confirmed it. But I feel like I should now. <laughs> I'm questioning myself. I'm like, why are you still playing this then? Because I feel like I've gotten all I need to get out of the game. I just want the beat tweet. I want that end screen to give me that satisfaction. I'm like, yes, I did it. I got married or I completed the map or whatever it is this thing wants me to do. <sighs> <laughs> well, I'm I, I'm rooting for you to finish it. And 
Thanks. Hopefully the first 20 hours were fun. You enjoyed them? Yes? Oh, it's, no? I loved it. It's such a mm. great like end of day uh, kind of detox, unwind kind of game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I really love those kind of simple chores driven games where you, you go cut some wood, do some crafting, raise some animals, like stuff like that. I don't know yeah. why. Why don't I do that in real life? And I'm looking for that in a video game. I have no idea, but... Because <laughs> it, because it, in the video game, it's just like a button press, and maybe you watch a meter fill. It's very satisfying. It is very satisfying. To, yeah. to do it in real life, you have to like obtain raw materials, and then you have to make a very conscious and very time-consuming effort. And then, yeah, uh, you can make mistakes in the game. You can't make a mistake. It always comes out the same every time. So that's true. Mm. I don't know. <laughs> well. Hopefully, we'll see the beat tweet coming up in the nearest future. Who knows? Honestly, based on when we're recording this, uh, the astute Polykill Observer may have already seen the beat tweet in a previous episode. So, Maybe. time warp. There you go. <laughs> but uh, So, that's what you're working on. Is there anything that you've finished recently that you enjoyed? Yes. So, in my effort to take a break from Little Wood for two hot seconds, um, I beat Boyfriend Dungeon. Which was it, recently released. Isn't that new? That is new. Dang! T- tell me about this one. I'm curious. Uh, friend of the Discord, friends, friends of the show, um, Burger Champ, as well as Pam from Cannot Be Tamed, recommended this, and I was like kind of skeptical at first because I do love me some some cheesy dating sims <laughs> a lot, and then I saw that it had Dungeon Crawler incorporated into it. I was like, well. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, and it was also on Game Pass. So I was like, I already have Game Pass. So I was like, all right, we'll try it. So I downloaded it, opened it up. It's got the most banging soundtrack. It immediately, the mm. second you open it up, it's like, it has this hopping music. I'm like, oh, we're doing mm. this now? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then you go in and it's very much like um one of those like text-based dating sims. But I think what really is nice is... It's really well balanced with the dungeon crawling. Like, the dungeon crawling, like, so you have to date your weapons that you use. So in order to progress, you they want you to use different weapons in these dungeons in order to gain relationship points and move along in the story. So it's it's a nice balance to how they transition. Did you just say you date your weapons? Yeah. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like there's more to say there. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not just like... Oh yeah, you date your weapons. Anyways, what it, are the weapons? The boyfriends? Are you the boyfriend? Well, there's also it's it's very um LBGQ LBGQ friendly. So it's uh-huh. not just only boyfriends. You can have girlfriends or um, non-binary relationships and such. So it's it's very progressive in that way, and I appreciate that. But it um they turn so they're humans who turn into weapons because this is what they do in this world and you as a character is a wielder because you can't turn into weapons so you wield the weapons in these dungeons and that's the the world Mm. we live in (laughs) (laughs) okay and i will say yeah i've I've seen some stuff on twitter the the very little i have seen in this game is that they seem to be uh, relatively sensitive to certain things. Like I saw some discussion around, they had some like very thoughtful, like warnings out ahead of when you start playing the game of what the, the content you might experience is and things like that. Oh and yeah. 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 I, yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, well, g- well, good on you all for, for, uh, for doing that. But congrats then on 
making it through that. I mean, Dungeon Crawlers is usually pretty long, right? How much time did you put into this one? Uh, about 10 hours, and I finished it in, like, three days, which is pretty <laughs> short for, like, I usually don't plow through a game like that, but I, and I maxed out every character. Like, I had to get all max relationship levels with everything. Like, I didn't 100% the game, don't get me wrong. Like, I didn't find every item and such. Like, there's, I guess, like, 30-some-odd gift items you can get. I only got to, like, 29 or something. I was like, forget the other mm. ones. I don't care. So I didn't 100% it, but I did max out all the relationships because I just had to. Like, it was you fun. You a choice. <laughs> it was it, adorable. It was out of your hands. You yeah. had to do it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, there we go. Boyfriend Dungeon gets the Polykill recommendation. Gets the gets the Polykill Network recommendation from Peter. Yes. Here. Yes, it does. <laughs> I loved it. It was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I, honestly, I'm probably going to be subscribing to my Game Pass subscription again here soon for 12 minutes. And so, oh, you know, yeah. I'll just see it on the list there. And you, you kind of convinced me to play it. it. It seems it seems appealing. Just open it up and see how you feel about when the music just plays. Because it's not even at a menu screen. It like the music plays and then it says, press any button. And you go, oh, Nice. (laughs) I'm such a sucker for if you have like uh, this is a call out to all the game developers listening. And I'm sure there are hundreds, if not thousands of you out there listening to this podcast right now. Mm -hmm. If you have just like a stellar menu and a bang and soundtrack on that press start screen, I'm in. It's done. Like the the, the first moment I saw the start screen to Sayonara Wild Hearts, I was like, oh, I haven't played this game. And it's already one of my favorites of all time. Cool. Good to know. Thank you very much. Uh, All right. So, you know, it wouldn't be an episode of Polykill or Polykill Mini if we didn't tuck you in to the hot seat. Now, are you familiar with the hot seat? Are you afraid? Uh, Are you you worried what's going to happen? I'm very familiar with the hot seat. I listened to all of Polykill's episodes during my run, and I'm half proud to say I am not afraid. Let's do this. (laughs) I like it. I don't have that level of bravery, but I aspire to someday. Uh, I got a couple here for you, then I'll get get you with a little bonus question. First one. What's one skill, talent, ability? What's one of those that you have that you think the fewest other people in the world have? Something that you are good at or notable at in some way that you think is very, very uncommon. Okay. I could. So I played college softball. And... Uh Um, it would take me a hot second to get back into it, but I could say, all right, I'm hitting the ball in the five, six hole. I'm hitting the ball over the second base side. Like, I don't know if you know sports at all, but five, six holes between third base and shortstop. I I could say, I'm going to hit that spot and I would hit that spot. All right. I mean, I appreciate you (laughs) explaining that to me so I can pretend like I knew what a five, six hole was, but... Well, that that's good. If you told me to step up to the plate and said just hit the ball at all, I would I would not have the confidence to do it. So I I respect it. I th- I think that absolutely qualifies. I mean, it's been a long time since I've done it because let's be real, it's just been, you know, I haven't played in college for a while, but that's probably like one of the most proudest abilities I had. I used to be able to be like, "All right, I see the defense moving in here. I'm going to hit it there. Now, there are, of course, there'll be a lot of other factors that go into whether or not I could actually hit the actual spot, but I could at least say the general area. I'm going that way. <laughs> I, I love the flex of you ste- stepping up to the plate, looking out, pointing at some nine-year-old kid in the crowd, 
being like, yeah, get your glove up. It's coming right for you. Crap. <laughs> Big fan. All right. So if you could only keep one of these and you had to give up the other one for the rest of your life, what would you pick? Either all, uh, we'll, we'll call it online entertainment, all shows, podcasts, YouTube videos, streams, all that bundled into one package from all the creators on the Polykill Network or alcohol. Which one of those do you keep? That's not the cold seat. <laughs> what? What kind of question is this? <laughs> okay, so I either have to give up, is it just Polykill or everything on the internet? It is everything produced both under the Polymedia brand and by and all of the individual creations of its creators. So Nest Friend would go, uh, SNES Drunk, well, he, yeah, SNES Drunk he would, would go, go yeah. mm-hmm. my streams would go, everything would go, and all the podcasts, up to and including your own, by the way. <laughs> or, I'm so, well, I'm sorry, you have to shop it to other networks. <laughs> or alcohol, what are, you, what are you going with? I really feel... <laughs> Travis is going to be like, God, answer the question, Michelle. No, dramatic <laughs> silence. I th- <laughs> if you could see the pained look on her face right now, it's a shame it's not a video podcast, people. <laughs> okay, so looking at this from being part of the Polykill Network has really, I think, lightened my life in the most cheesiest possible way. I mean, before Polykill, I didn't even really have much of an alcohol collection, as, as, mm. as, if, if that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Polykill has drawn me to drink more. No, but, you know, it's gotten me to <laughs> become more creative and create yeah. more things, you know, with the alcohol, which I'd like to combine those two together. So I think because of the way it has inspired me, I would want to get rid of alcohol because then I could figure out something else I could do with it because I think the polykill community and I know this is sounds so cheesy and good answer. Good oh. answer. I'm not gonna say there's a right or a wrong answer, but that is the right answer for sure. <laughs> I respect it. All right, we're we're st- we're sticking in the polykill family. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious I mean, I'm just assuming this is true. I don't even need to ask the sort of initial question. I'll just go right to the meat of it. What is it about Polykill that makes it your favorite podcast of all time? <laughs> well, the ridiculousness, um, mm. the learn hearing about learning about games. So, like, even before Polykill, before Polykill, I was like. I was such a nostalgic horde. Like, I would just stick to the games that I grew up with, and that was it. You know what I mean? Like, there's no new games in my life for, like, 10 years. Like, from college up until now, even though it's longer 10 years, I would not venture into anything new. And Polykill has opened my eyes for that. Like, you know, it said, Hmm. like, oh, you know, I should go check out this game, or I should go check out this content creator, or whatever, you know, whatever that may be, just because of the hilarious banter and you know honest honest and positive selections 
<laughs> you love to hear it. I mean, I agree. <laughs> and knowing what I know about you, you grew up with some great games. You grew up with a lot of the, the classics, my favorites, RPGs and whatnot. But mm-hmm. you had no one there to introduce you to all the Land Before Time racing games on PS1. <laughs> and now that's a service we can provide. Now you know that they're not really worth playing, but you could beat them easily and in a couple of hours. If I'm looking for that beat tweet, that's what I'm going to go for if I'm desperate. so. <laughs> aren't, aren't we all just chasing that beat tweet in life? We are. <laughs> all right, last question, a bonus for you. So in a Battle Royale Hunger Games situation, it's mm-hmm. down to just Trav and I on an island. Mm-hmm. Who do you think's coming out on top? Who's winning the, uh, the 1v1? Oh, absolutely you. I've I've met Trav in person and I've seen a picture of you. Like you will just just crush him with your calves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't want to knock his calves, but I could calve circles around the man. Okay, yeah, he's got could. real silver metal energy. Let's just say he's a nice guy, <laughs> but silver metal energy for sure. <laughs> I respect it. I appreciate that. I I think I would win too. It comes down to what weapons we were dropped on with. I don't know if I was dropped with a frying pan and he was given a semi-automatic. But uh, I, th- I think I stand a pretty good chance. Man to man, fist upon fist, you all the way. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, you know, before we let you go then, is there anywhere you want to point people towards? Any plugs you want to give? Oh, sure. Uh, PD's Power Hour, a part of this wonderful podcast network mm-hmm. where we talk about alcohol and sometimes video games. Because just a tiny bit, though. <laughs> it, ble- it bleeds into everything on the network 100%. it does it does as it should and yeah. i also have pd's power minute which is a youtube channel where i create minute long videos of create of making cocktails to the set to the soundtrack of rpgs <laughs> they're good you get you get good video game music and here's a pro tip about the power minutes everybody there's a moment at the end when it's done it's complete and pd leans in and she she tips the beverage to you she it's like you, she's clinking the virtual glass with yours and in that moment you're like yeah today's a good day <laughs> so i say i say check it out thank you Petey, for coming on and i don't know who's next i don't know if this is the last but i'm almost confident there's like at least a 80 percent chance that you're about to go talk to someone else wonderful right after this so we'll just shepherd you along <laughs> All right, Caleb, welcome to this polykill, whatever this is that we're doing. I don't think uh, Steve or I decided to name it. Uh, he's already interviewed a few people. I don't know what he's naming it over there. I don't, he, I'm don't. i over here talking about I don't know. But thank you for, for joining us. Who, who's Caleb? Tell the folks. Oh, man. Caleb is the, uh, is the incredibly handsome, mm-hmm. very articulate guy you're talking to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that. That's uh, that's about all uh, all you need to know. This is over, right? I have some stuff to do. <laughs> you just you're just handsome and articulate. You have no other skills. You're just aware and, and present. That's good. That's yeah, good. yeah. I'm aware that I'm handsome and articulate. Yeah, and I'm presently being both handsome and articulate. Well, that's great, man. Well, thanks for for coming on for yeah, I don't know ten to twelve real hot minutes of poly killing it uh, because I know you've been you know you're a game playing man, game loving man, mm. and Lately, you know, keeping tabs on those Just Beat It tweets, I've seen some credits go by. So uh, before we get into those, though, is there anything you're playing now that you're trying to get credits on that's worth talking about? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
Travis. Uh, you and I were both fans of the uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, right yeah. Here. Yeah, I love uh, it. It is officially my second favorite game of all time. And I also know that you, much like me, you're not really, we're not DLC boys. We no. don't uh, dig into the downloadable content. Um, even for a game as much as, as a, a game I love as much as Ghost of Tsushima, once the credits roll, I'm done. I check the box. I'm on to the next one. I've, al- I've always said the the only thing better than being a good game is starting a new one. Yeah. And that's what I want to do. I want to start a new one. Uh, and so, but the Ghost of Tsushima DLC was released. Expansion pack, whatever they want to call it, uh, came out yesterday on my birthday. Oh, happy thought, birthday. Thank you. Thank you. I thought this is a sign from from the gods that I came out of my mom's vagina at the right time. <laughs> sure was. And that's what they say. They, the, the holy texts are equal parts uh, mantra, scriptures, all that kind of stuff, and times that you should should and should not be in contact with the genitalia of a family member. Right. So, yeah, yeah even very, the doctor even had a stopwatch when you came out. He was like, "Holy <laughs> shit!" He nailed it. He's gonna, this guy's going to be a Christian. <laughs> I <can> just. Oh <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, no! I've been playing. Uh, Go- I've been playing the Iki Island expansion. Iki Island expansion mm. for Ghost of Tsushima, and I'm loving it. Loving it. Loving it. Loving it. Uh, the, one of the main reasons I don't dive into DLC much is because I. Uh, I don't know if this is an age thing or what, but um, I forget control schemes very quickly. And Ghost of Tsushima is one that took a little while to learn. Yeah, getting the hang of the parry and stuff. And I was stuff. afraid, mm-hmm. you know? I was afraid to go back into it because I'm like, I'm I'm not going to be as good as I was. And it's true, I wasn't. So, like, for the first hour or so, I was just relearning everything. Uh, but, man, it's good. It's good. I know you're not a DLC guy either, but if, you know, with Ghost of Tsushima recently, you still have all the mental models associated with how to play the game and stuff it might be it might be worth your while to jump into it i'm having a ton of fun with it yeah well i like to hear that and uh you know if there was going to ever be a rare exception it would probably probably be a game like ghost of tsushima that i really enjoyed uh but i'm with you i think a lot of times when i play a game not only am i usually when i play a game even if i like it for the last 10 percent of it i'm pretty much ready for it to be over uh, yeah. that was even true with Ghost of Tsushima a little bit. Like, I still like the ending and the world and everything, and, and I miss playing it. But being in the middle of it, I was like, oh, all right, I'm ready to, ready to move on. Just mainly because I played it for so long and I got other games I wanted to play. Mm-hmm. And also, it, it tied the story up too. And I was like, well, that's a good, that was a really nice arc. I liked it. So I, adding more to it, I'm like, eh, I don't know, but you're saying it's good. So. It's very, it's, it's more, it's more of the same. You know, I, I was, I'm with you on most games, even games I love when it gets toward the end, I kind of want to call it quits. Mm-hmm. And the sign for me of a really good game, especially an open world action game like Ghost of Tsushima is a sign for me is that I, I actually finish all of the side missions because usually what happens, my, my, the, the arc that I involve myself with when it comes to these kinds of games is I start off playing main story stuff until I realize I'm having a lot of fun. And then I'm like, whoa, back up. Let's uh, let's pick up on some of these side quests. Let's go. You know what? I think I will help out that starving uh, citizen over there who needed my help and, uh, you know, needed me to go, you know, wrangle three stray cats and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then feed them a rice ball or whatever you do in that game. And uh, I, I so I find myself doing that kind of stuff. And then I'll do that for a long time until I get bored. And then I'm like, OK, back to the main mission. And right. then I'll just complete the game. So it's sort of a a vase shape of like it, of, of, of commitment where I have this big bulbous beginning and then mm, toward bulbous. the end as I'm getting bored, I immediately just streamline it toward the, toward the neck of the flower vase. <laughs> Thank uh, you for that, <laughs> for that metaphor. It was good. It was, it was descriptive. Right? It was, yes. Very uh, good. But yeah, but in this case, I, I found that the flower vase was essentially a cylinder and uh, oh. I loved it from bottom to top, uh, the whole thing. 
And so I'm like, I, I do want more of it. Kind of it's a, a neo modern, a neo modern vase shape. A lot of right, right. Yeah. And so I put some flowers in my PlayStation. Ruined my PlayStation. <laughs> sure. That sucked. Yeah. Don't no do good. that. No, you don't want that. Yeah. Especially when you, it's fine until you water them, and then you're like, oh, that's not good. You water plants? I th- oh. well, I think you're supposed to. <laughs> yeah. Well, my ignorance really worked out for me in this case. <laughs> What's yeah, it did. What's a game you've beaten recently? Have you seen any name scroll past uh, your face after you've had an extended period of time holding a controller? <laughs> yes. Uh, I recently played uh, another game. You probably you, you might just like uh, Blossom Tale, Blossom Tales, maybe Blossom Tale, uh, Colon the Sleeping King, which is essentially a love letter slash complete ripoff of The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past. Um, It has the same beats, the same story beats, a lot of the same language it's using, a lot of the same weapons. It's very much a, hey, you want to play The Legend of Zelda A Link to the Past again? Do this. And it's it's charming. And I loved that one a lot. That was a whole lot of fun. Um, And that one was a short one, too. So it was was kind of, or not two as as well, but it was a short one, comma, too uh <laughs> as in that's an additional you know parameter of this game that i'm describing i see um, yes there you go <laughs> i got i got there uh but it's fun yeah it was a lot of fun uh, i love that kind of game so yeah cool that's yeah that's one that i've, I've heard about and i've not i've not picked up but that's that's a good one all right so i'm gonna ask you a few hot seat questions here so i hope you're ready Ooh. all right you ready <laughs> wait What's that smell? Is that, that's your is that sweet Steve cheek meat that I'm picking up over here? Oh, yeah. That's, I didn't, he, he I didn't clean little... it off. Yeah, I, I yeah, should do that with one of those grill right. cleaners. Get some of the cheek this meat. Is, this is going to be fun for me. I'm always, when I'm listening at home, I'm always like, oh, Steve, that was a stupid answer. You should have said, <laughs> said this. And this is my chance to, to do this. So all of these are going to be genius answers. Yeah, well, I hope so. Um, and, the you know, Steve... I don't know that he has the sensibilities that you do, so I'm going to ask you one that I would never ask, Steve, okay? So, would you rather suck on a pea-soaked sock from any one of your choice or throw up once a week out of nowhere for the rest of your life? (laughs) Do I control the pea-soaked sock scenario? Do I control the environment, the context? I guess. Do I dictate that? Yeah, but you mean, Uh, yeah, sure. (laughs) you You have a bit of a lilt to your voice as though... You're not actually entertaining that portion of it, right, Caleb? This should be pretty cut and dry, right? <laughs> Whatever. I mean, if you're going to uh, suck on a pea-soaked sock, you know, the only thing that matters to me is that you say, yes, I'll do that, or no, I won't. Well, that wouldn't make this game fun, at least not for me. Uh, because, <laughs> so, so the pea-soaked sock, was that you said that was for a week? Um, just... Or no, did you give a time? What'd you say? Uh, just one, just one time. You just get to throw that in your mouth, suck on that. But I can do it out. for a week if I want. If you, if you want to savor the okay. flavor, buddy, you can have that thing hanging out of your mouth for as long as you want. Oh, man. See, this is the thing, is I know pee is, is not going to kill me. Uh, it'll taste disgusting. Yeah. And the person of the ch- choice could be me. I could just do nothing but drink water for a week, not eating anything, mm. so that my pee is basically water. Chew on that pea-soaked sock for a little bit, and then I'm good for with my commitment for the entire my my, my life. Sure. Apparently, yeah. Uh, but if you're throwing up out of nowhere once a week, um, that's going to be really hard to explain in those situations where that out of nowhere happens to be around other people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also if, every time you throw up, a different situation is going to require a different sort of uh, leap in logic and and sort of. Uh, making you know making up stories to justify why you're doing that to your friends you do it in the bathroom they're going to think you're bulimic now you've either got to explain no i have this i made this weird monkey paw you know uh wish with someone and 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 i have i throw just once a week for no reason 
and they're gonna be like, no, you, no, that's not true. You just say you have bulimia, just do it. Man. And <laughs> I would, like, no, um, it's not. I would just hang out in public places because I think there's sort of a, uh, a removal, like your your responsibility to your throw up is removed in those scenarios. You just you just yak and then move away, and people are like, oh man, that guy must be sick. I hope he's okay. Get out of here, man. We'll get we'll take care of this, no problem. So I would just hang out in the airports and WalMarts and just banks <laughs> and just yak and make other people deal with it. I know that sucks for me, but I'm throwing up once a week, you know. You can get mad, but you don't have to deal with this. Clean it up. If that was an itch I had to scratch, if that was a sh- social itch that needed scratched, I could do that without actually having to vomit. I could just <laughs> make myself throw up, or I could just pretend could. I'm throwing up and still get away with that. Some stranger is going to have to clean up this. <laughs> oh, my God. I could still do that, you know? You could. You could. Yeah. Well, v- very good answer. So it sounds like you just want to suck on a bunch of pee, which is what I expected. Uh, and a sock. Sure, sure. Uh, would you rather be incredibly witty and funny or just stay the way you are now? I <laughs> <laughs> got his ass. Got his ass. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I'm not going to answer that because answering it would just stroke your tiny little <laughs> no, fledgling no, no. ego. No, no, no. I want to know. <laughs> I want to know because I ask uh, I asked Steve this on the last episode, but I'm I'm curious what you would say. You, you, you're walking down the street, you get sucked up by Kirby. What's the inside mm-hmm. of Kirby like? What's going on in there? Oh, uh, I think it's like a if you were to bisect a latex glove and sort of then like stretch it out just enough to where you can see light. What you would imagine someone from the inside pushing out against that mm. toward you, that's what it would look like from the outside. So I'm thinking Kirby is very thin. Mm-hmm. If you push hard enough, people can see your face, that kind of thing. Like, that's right. what I'm thinking. And the texture, I feel like, is, well, if it's that stretchy, it's got to be a little bit rubbery. And if he can implode, uh, what's the word? Uh, I guess explode, right? Explode and implode, like, that quickly, the musculature has got to be sort of very, very, like... I don't know. I'm not a. I'm not a. I'm not a human doctor. I don't really know <laughs> how, that, you how a, that works. But. Are you a Kirby doctor? Are you what? <laughs> what kind of doctor are you? Uh, I a Kirby doctor, so I should be able to get this. This is, <laughs> this is painful for me. God. Uh, no, I think it would just be like kind of. It'd be slimy, right? Slimy, slimy. muscly. Um, but I think it would also just be very. It'd be constricting, while at the same time, because when he's normal size, all the muscles have to go somewhere, yeah. so he's, he's crushing you. But when he's big, it's like yeah, like a like a bisected latex glove all right do you think it smells in there i don't think so because he's he's constantly uh refreshing his air okay it's the same reason airplanes don't smell like that much (laughs) (laughs) all right well i uh i've flown on a lot of the wrong flights i think i don't know yeah but it doesn't stink forever you know, you, you smell someone's fart and it's gone. It's not like still in there. Yeah, you know? I guess you fart into the covers. It's there for a week. You fart in an airplane. It's gone in a few minutes. I'm going to have to try it. I'm going to have to try it. I... <laughs> Please oh. do report back. I will do that. All right. So uh, last one here. Who would win in a fight? Me or Steve? Uh, I think you're too nice to, to get in a fight in the first place. What? I feel like I, I know you more than I know Steve. And I only know Steve through his uh, his. F- funny make em ups with you on the uh, on the pot- Polykill uh, podcast, and I feel like you would like let him beat you up because you would think ah this uh, this might make Steve feel good, you know? <laughs> like it just seems like the kind of guy you are. 
All right, well, good. So Steve would win. I'm a little offended by that, but only because... Because you let him, so who's the real winner? Exactly, right? I'm a, I'm a, I'm a bigger person. Steve always trying to fight. Oh, man, what a bastard. Oh, a well, uh, to close it out here, what do, you, what do you want to plug? What should people... How should people find Caleb's stuff? Well, the obvious thing to plug is the Tales of the Lesser Medium podcast that you and I, uh, you and I co-host, um, and uh, and and that's that's always fun. And uh, my my YouTube channel is Caleb J Ross. Just go to YouTube, type in Caleb J Ross. That's where I am. And Twitter, Caleb J Ross. That's what I want to plug. All right, great. Speaking of that, Tales of the Lesser Medium, we got to record one right now, so we're going to wrap this up. Thanks again, Caleb. I appreciate it. I appreciate the invite. All right, everybody, and welcome back to another segment on this fancy episode of Polykill. I I don't know what I'm calling it. It's the Polykill Micro, the Polykill Community episode. It's where we bring in a bunch of other cool people, cooler than me and Trav, to talk about the games they're playing, the games they're beating. Because let's be honest, sometimes you, you want to hear from some more interesting people. I get it. I understand. And today with me, I have... Man of many names, we have QX, or you may know him as JJS Boyce. How are you doing today? I'm doing well, thanks. And uh, for the purposes of this conversation, at least, uh, yeah, just Joel will, will work as well. Just Joel. Going with a third name. I like it. Uh, all right, Joel. Well, I gave you a little bit of a, a pre-warning ahead of time, so I imagine you already have them picked out. But as we do on Polykill, we talk about what we're playing, we talk about what we're beating. So I'm curious, what uh, what's the game that you're currently playing through right now? Um, I'm on a bit of a Game Boy Advance kick. I have been for the last little while, but um, I just started Metroid Fusion a couple of days ago. Very nice. Now, what's your experience with the Metroid franchise overall? I started by playing Super Metroid, um, you know, more or less, you know, when it came out, when it was current or a couple years after that. I never had played the original two games, but I recently went back. Uh, I played through uh, the remake of the first Metroid and the second Metroid in the last little bit. And so now I'm now I kind of have one, two and three. And then Fusion is supposed to be sort of a direct follow up to uh, to the third one. So um, now I feel like I can I can get into this because I, I know what came before personally without having just read it in a Wikipedia entry. Smart, smart. So I take it then you're all geared up and ready. You're going to you're going to pick up Metroid Dread when that comes out here in a couple months. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, I, I played uh, Metroid Prime one, but never the second or the third one. I am missing some things. I have played Metroid Other M, which is a bit divisive, but it kind of has a connection to this game. Uh, it's definitely a franchise that there's no reason I can't just get completely caught up because they're not releasing these, you know three a year like they they really do space them out so i'm 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 past the halfway point i guess i could just do that but i don't i don't know yet oh we'll see how how i feel when i finish this one sounds good and man you have just a lot of good games out ahead of you too you know i'm in a similar boat i never beat either the later or i never beat uh, metroid prime 3 at the very least but i always really liked fusion you know fusion i think it's got a very divisive uh, fan base or i guess it has its people that love it. It has its people that don't love it uh, because it is a little bit more linear, I guess, than other Metroid games. Like it's still absolutely a gated exploration game. You're getting power ups, you're getting new abilities and stuff. But since it's, it's broken off into sectors and it's a little more cinematic, especially with the way SAX prowls around. Um, I think some people crave it being a little bit more open. 
but but how are you finding it? Is is it to your tastes, or or are you one of those people that could see wanting a little bit more option to explore? Uh, I am liking it. I've gotten far enough that uh, I've seen sort of that first scene where uh, you see SAX walking by, and you see that um, it's a version of Samus that is basically fully upgraded end game, and you're not. And I I appreciate a few things about about the game. I, I appreciate the fact that they lampshade. Uh, the fact that it's more linear, uh, by actually having Samus in narration say, Oh, I'm not used to following orders like this. Um, I, mm-hmm. I appreciate that, um, it, it's very much a follow up to Super Metroid, but it, it still kind of takes you back to zero, back to with, you know, you get that sense of progression because you start with, uh, no extra powers. You don't have your morph ball. You don't have a, power power shot but then it explains it because there's a whole narrative reason for it that's actually not as uh nonsense as it often is you know like the castlevania games uh it's like at the very start death comes and takes all of your equipment and it's like why doesn't he just kill you you know he just but he doesn't he takes all of your equipment you know it's it's very uh it's very arbitrary this this is actually well constructed narratively and I like that it basically follows on Super Metroid and adding just a little bit more text, you know, to the to the story. And, and I know that some some purists like having uh, Samus just be kind of like this lone hunter. She doesn't talk to herself. She's not doesn't have an inner monologue. She's just going from place to place to place. And you have whatever is in the instruction booklet. You have like an opening crawl. You have the end of game, and that's it. Um, I think that. A little bit of narration, uh, is, it's the next step. They don't, they don't, uh, go overboard with it. It's, you know, going from one sector to another, a few, few lines of text as she's thinking as she's on the elevator. It's not, uh, it's not crazy, but it's nice. Um, you know, I, I think it's a natural next step. And I think it's, it's what Super Metroid 2 would have been if there was another Metroid on the Super Nintendo. You know, the Game Boy Advance, um, as you've mentioned in the past and as I'm seeing, is, is very much like the Super Nintendo Redux. You know, it's a second mm-hmm. chance at all these old franchises. It's uh, the next step in some of the same kinds of game design approaches, but with some new ideas that come from the fact that it's, you know, eight or ten years later. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you said it perfectly, and, and I'm very excited to see you go all the way through uh, and, and see the beat tweet eventually round out on that one. Metroid Fusion is, uh, it is definitely one of my favorites. You know, it's one of those games that I played it back when it came out just the one time, but it is always, it always stuck with me. I always thought it was one that I'm, uh, eager to go and, and do a replay through on, but when I don't have the time, the next best thing is watching cool people send in beat tweets for games that I like. So I appreciate the service you provide. That that reminds me. I wonder if, uh, if you don't mind a, a short diversion. I want to ask you a question, um, since you just mentioned yep. it. Uh, what what systems? Uh, let's just stick with portables. But uh, what systems did you have at the time that they were current? You just mentioned that you played this at the time, so you obviously had a Game Boy Advance when it was a thing. Uh, I know you have a, a million systems now uh, as a collector. <laughs> But when they were actually current, what was your portable gaming experience in through the 90s and early 2000s? Never yeah, even worked a collector. My progression went, uh, so my my first Game Boy was a Game Boy Color. And I was I was squarely in the, in the targeting reticle for the Pokemon craze. I was the exact right age at the exact right time. 
So I spent a lot of time on Game Boy Color playing Pokemon, uh, red, blue, gold, silver. And then I got, I wasn't usually like right on the, the cutting edge of systems when they came out. I was usually about a year behind, but I did get a Game Boy Advance uh, about a year after it came out. Loved that. And uh, th- that was back when it's, you know, it's the old, the widescreen one. It wasn't backlit. And then from there, I never got an SP or anything like that. Uh, I think my next handheld was a PSP. And I was actually more of a PSP player kind of during the PSP DS era. I think I was just so addicted to the fact that a PSP, you could put like music videos on and mess around with that. But I did end up getting a DS um, you know, a year or two after it came out, I had one of the fat original model DSs. And then since then, that was kind of when I hit my stride as like someone who had disposable income and someone who could, uh, buy the things they were interested in. So from there I bought basically everything as it came out, Vita, 3DS, stuff like that. So started with Game Boy Color, mostly followed through nintendo stuff but did take a little diversion to psp which i really loved yeah i was i started with a regular gray brick yeah. game boy i didn't ever upgrade to a color that's really <laughs> still the same generation so for me i just missed the game boy advanced generation because i did pick up a, a ds when it came out so really happy to be filling in oh, the gaps now nice. well, yeah you've got a lot of good stuff to go back to very much so but all right, so let me ask you then. Uh, you know, you're working your way through Metroid Fusion. You're trying to you're trying to get that B tweet. But uh, what's what's something that you have b- beaten recently? What's what's a recent uh, uh, knock off the old backlog for you? I sent in a beat tweet on Castlevania Aria of Sorrow a week or so ago, and uh, that was uh, not so much a continuation of of a, I mean, it is a continuation of a franchise that was on the Super Nintendo Castlevania, uh, but it's really a follow up to um, you know, Symphony of the Night, which was a PlayStation One title, and that's mm-hmm. that's the pre that that was my entry to that franchise. And this is actually only the second. Oh no, that's not true. I was about to say this is only the second 2D Castlevania game I played, but I did actually play Castlevania Four, like just before I jumped into As- Aria of Sorrow. So um, that was a little bit hard to go back to, uh, actually, to tell the truth. Uh, but uh, Aria mm. of Sorrow, big fan. Really, really liked it. Yeah, I loved RSR. You know, it has a uh, little bit more of a modern setting, and I think they balanced the exploration with the RPG uh, elements that the game has very well. It's it's definitely usually my go-to recommendation for someone who's played Symphony and is looking for more. As someone who's familiar with the Game Boy Advance, uh, is there any, any one or two titles you would suggest that I kind of add to my queue? Uh, are you looking for just Castlevania stuff or just kind of anything, anything on Game Boy Advance? And I'll, and I'll tell you that I played through the Mario Advance games, Mega Man Battle Network, Mario versus Donkey Kong uh, recently, well, in the last year or so. And I've already uh, picked up Advance Wars and Golden Sun. But anything other than that, I don't I don't know what what's next. I only have a couple in the in the in the queue there. So I'm, I'm looking to add more. Yeah, I can give you a couple recommendations. So one, uh, get around to playing those Golden Sun games, by the way. But the Fire Emblem games are also very good on Game Boy Advance. I had a lot of fun with Fire Emblem going back. Um, again, I played the first one when it was modern. So if you're into tactical strategy RPGs, um, definitely check out Fire Emblem. But I, I imagine you've probably at least heard of that. You would know. I've heard of it, but I've never actually now, played the series. So yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that for sure. How about uh, 
apologies if you mentioned it just now or not, but what about Advance Wars? Have you played either of those? No, but I did download the first one, so I, I am going to be playing that one too. Yeah, I, I would definitely say check out Advance Wars, maybe even before Fire Emblem, because I that series is so good and until just recently when they announced the reboot of it it kind of seemed like it was just lost and dormant so i'm always happy to get more fans especially towards those first two games the the original one and black hole rising are they strike a really good balance of being like uh, very approachable very accessible but not too technically deep some of the later ones while still fun layered on a few too many mechanics and so i think that those those early ones are, are kind of right where you want to be. But you're saying one I'll and give you two one, are both. One bonus recommendation, sure. a game that I don't hear people talk about too often. If you're in the mood for a pinball game, check out Mario Pinball Land. Surprisingly fun, surprisingly cool pinball game. Yeah, I haven't heard of that, but I I actually uh, am a longtime fan of uh, video game pinball. It's somewhat of a, you know, a contradiction in terms, but nevertheless, it's a fun time. Yeah, I like it too. So yeah, definitely give that one a shot. I, I think if you if you are even a little bit of a pinball fan, you'll definitely enjoy. All right, we'll do. Awesome. Well, we know we know what you've been playing. We know what you beat, but we don't know is if you can take the seat. So how do you feel? We 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 tuck you into the hot seat and we see how you do. I wore my extra thick pants today. <laughs> ah, someday I hope to be smart enough to remember that. I. It catches me off guard every time. So, let me ask you here. What's one video game character that you are 100% confident you could beat up? Uh, does it have to be a famous character or it can be someone kind of obscure or minor? Hey, as long as you can, you know, knock them down with one solid haymaker, I say the, the world is yours to choose from. Okay, well, then I'm going to go with the kid from... A boy in his blob, as long as he doesn't have the blob <laughs> Andy, because he really is physically like just like a ten year old kid. Like he can he can do these tiny little hops. <laughs> he has a hard time climbing ladders. So I think I, I think I got him got him beat. <laughs> All right, knocking out ten year old kids. Think about the only thing you could have said worse than that was that you were gonna knock out one of the dogs from Nintendogs. All right, so so here's a here's a question for you, and I'm confident you've probably never been asked this before in your life. What do you think the day was and the meal was? What what single day of your life did you eat the most calories in one day? So, you know, whatever day out there was the maximum total calories consumed, what happened that day? What were you eating? What was going on? Wow, that's a good question. Um, you know, I did, I did go to a... A wedding once that was uh, at a, you know a, an all-inclusive resort, and I was Ooh. in my college <laughs> days. And it's not just that I ate a lot. I'm just sure there's a day in there that there was one day that uh, I had like a 36-hour hangover from it. So just kind of working <laughs> backwards from that, the the calories and the alcohol, and I know I was eating at the same time. That's gotta that's gotta be you know, near the top for me. <laughs> Good answer. I think all-inclusive resort is probably the start of a lot of people's uh, answer to that question. Either that or like a, a state fair or a local fair is probably another very common one. You got to get that fried lard on a stick. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so one last one before I toss you the bonus question here. What do you think your fifth favorite color is? Oh, my fifth favorite color. Um, 
let's say puce. <laughs> Good answer. I, man, the, puce just has real uh, fifth favorite energy, doesn't it? Something about that just says, yeah, you like it, but not that much. Yeah, you know what? It uh, doesn't need to impress anyone. It's it's happy where it is. It doesn't doesn't uh, get too big for its britches, and I respect that. <laughs> yeah, there, we need more good, not great colors out there in the world. All right, so then last question here. This is a bit of a bit of a twist on how I normally ask it. So uh, I need to know going in ahead of time. What, what what do you think your favorite game show is? Do you do you have a favorite favorite game show? Uh, so I'll I'll give you my uh, my true answer, and I'll I'll give you an honorable mention. So my honorable mention will be Supermarket Sweep, because there was a time in my Ooh. life where I was in my uh, grandmother's trailer for the summer, and uh, that was a good chunk of my day. Oh, it's time for two hours of Supermarket Sweep for back-to-back episodes <laughs> with the only other kid here in my age. Um, but but yeah, my 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 real answer is is probably. Uh, Jeopardy, and uh, I, I, I do have to say, um, I, I lost a chance to fulfill a lifelong goal because I always thought I would try to get onto Jeopardy and uh, and meet Alex Trebek, and um, you know, unfortunately, he's passed away, so it's not the same. Yeah, that that is a big loss. I do hope that maybe someday you can still make it on the show, though. But all right, so you know what? I like Supermarket Sweep too. I'm going to pick Supermarket Sweep here. And normally, I ask people, you know, who would win in a fight, me or Trav, but. I'll be honest, everybody just says me because they know I'm going to beat him up. So instead, I'm, I'm wondering, if Trav and I were both contestants on Supermarket Sweep, which one of us do you think would take home the gold? Who, who would win in a sweep-off? Wow, this would be, uh, this would be quite the battle because I, I think that you both have shown that you have a very good sense for uh, the values of things. So I think it's going to come down to uh, who has the longer legs and who can kind of get down, down those aisles faster. And I think you have him on height. So uh, I think I have to give it to uh, the Blinkweister on this one. I, you know what? I agree. Fun fact. I, I, for many, many years in my teenage and early 20s, worked at a, at a grocery store doing overnight stock. So I'm very familiar with the layout and I know what's expensive. All right. I'm going for the baby formula. I'm going for the razor blades. I'm going for some of those specialty fruits. I I'm, I'm clearing out the pharmacy. So I, I've got the strategy down and you've backed a winner. You know what? I, I appreciate the vote of confidence cause it was the right way to go. I've never been more sure after the fact that I made the right decision than than right now. Uh, Trav would probably just trip over his own shoelaces and start crying. But anyways, I think that will round us out here. Thank you so much for joining me. Uh, and again, is there anywhere you want to point people towards where they can find you? Uh, any any plugs you want to give? The, the door is open for you to just shout out whatever it is you want to shout out. Uh, you know, say hi. I'm in the Discord. QX. Uh, say, look for my beat tweets if you like. I'm starting to enjoy having more of a conversation there. So that's, that's fun. Yeah. And, and thank you for being in the discord. It's always good to talk with you. And thank you for writing a good beat tweet. I, 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 I find myself pulling yours often because they're well-crafted. Thank you. I waver over them for hours. <laughs> I understand that entirely, but that will do it for us here. Uh, thank you to Joel for joining me and I will, 
probably be passing you along to the next person. I couldn't tell you who it is. It's someone that I like, unless this is edited to be the last person in a row, in which case I'll probably just hand you off to whatever the next podcast you're going to listen to is. Mustard D. Wayne Hobbit. It's so good to talk to you again. Thanks so much for coming on to the Polykill. No stranger to the show. In fact, other than myself, Steve, and Jake, I think you are the person that's been on here the fourth most. Fourth most? With, with I th- two? think so. Yeah. I think two so. With two, now three. There we go. Now three. Yeah. <laughs> I will take yeah, you it. Were the, you were the, the, the guest host there in Chicago, and uh, you were the last guest we had before Jake said, you know what? I'm out. So I don't know what you did. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I don't know what you did. Does that put me on the Rushmore? Am I on the am I on Mount Rushmore now? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, you've only been on four, or this is uh, this is your third time, but that's like two ahead of everyone else that's ever been on, and and three ahead of those who haven't. So I mean, you got a ways to go before anyone catches you, buddy. You're in good shape. We'll put you right on that Mount Rushmore. We've had some new listeners lately. I don't know that any of them have pillaged that polykill backlog. I kind of hope they haven't. Would you introduce yourself and and what you're you know, ha, you know wh- wh- where can people find you online? What you're up to and what you've been up to? Sure. So uh, I go online uh, by a musty hobbit. You can find me in the polykill Discord, which is uh, the one of the few areas of the internet that I find time to at least pay attention to nowadays. Uh, summer has been busy, so I've been out on the baseball fields most of the time. Uh, but you may also know me uh, from YouTube, the channel Xboxer Briefs, mm-hmm. which is still there. Oh, good. Whew. I was, ho- I was when you, you hesitated, and I thought you meant like, which I nuked last night, and I was about to no. scream. No, it's still there. Okay, good. <laughs> it's still there. I still have ideas. I don't like making promises when it comes to making content anymore. So <laughs> they will be here when when I can. But it, there's been a still a steady, nice uh, flux of people who are flocking to the uh, to the briefings. Yes. Nice. Well, those are very good. Those are very good. So if if you like Nest friends out there, and of course uh, Snes drunk being the the my inspiration. Um, videos in that vein you get that with the xbox library with musty and it's it's pretty interesting there's a lot of xbox games that i wasn't really aware of wasn't wasn't tapped into and i think that they're still being discovered so you got you got musty out there to help you along i try i try yeah but yeah doing good man are you still doing the cartridge club uh so i have taken a step back from actual hosting duties uh in that uh it is in good hands um i'm still associated with the cartridge club uh i've not found a whole lot of time to participate in the games but uh, i know there are some really good ones coming up in the next couple months horizon zero dawn yeah and that's a good one diablo 2 did i see mirror's edge was in there is that mirror's edge is is uh is august so i I think by the time you're here oh that's about over that will be past tense um oh that's right okay but yeah, Diablo 2 for October. I think there's a Spyro game coming up. Um, Heck yeah. And then I think the 100th episode is coming, and that's uh, Final Fantasy VII. Of course. Of course. I wonder who made that decision. Probably all you nerds. It's going to be a big month. That's Oh, that's really cool. Well, that's uh, that's Mustard Hobbit. Now, I don't know what we're calling this segment at all, Musty. I don't... I See, what, what happened was 
Uh, we recruited some people from the Patreon, and uh, a few people jumped on board, and Steve and I divvied them up, because again, we're not going to be, we're both going to be uh, AWOL here in a couple weeks. We couldn't do an episode. We thought this would be a good idea. We never really talked to each other about how we would do this, what we would call these segments, so this is just, this is just a whatever the fuck segment with Musty, but I know we're going to talk about a game that you're playing and a game you've beaten recently, so give us the Give us the quick rundown on what games you've been up to lately, because again, honestly, you've been a little bit absent, a little bit removed from, I guess, the gaming sphere of of Twitter and and even Discord to an extent. So I'm not real sure what you're into. What's what's going on over there? Yeah, so I've been I've been looking back through my beat tweets, um, and really at the end of last year was about the time that I played um, uh, Last of Us Two. And that kind of, I think, I think, I don't know. I've heard like a lot of people have had that experience where it just kind of ruins them for for a little while. Uh, Yeah, yeah, in a good way. Yeah, and yeah, I I found myself. uh, It all just kind of timed out interestingly because um, my son had his baseball season fire up, and like it was, it was kind of a chance to kind of step step away from regular gaming, Um, but baseball has uh summer baseball has ended we're in this little lull before fall baseball starts and so uh i have recently been playing um i was i was kind of trying to find something to fill the void in a post last of us 2 world and uh decided to fire up uh on the old uh xbox game pass ultimate final fantasy 8 remastered <laughs> so oh. i've been playing that I'm, probably 15 to 20 hours in it's actually been a nice kind of that's a game that i know very well uh, and it has been nice to just kind of use that as a decompression device at the end of the day uh and Mm. you know i can just go play some cards i can just go grind some levels if i feel so inclined or i can move the story forward and um yeah it's been really cool to to see that i love what they did with the remaster so far yeah, and you played a little bit of that on your uh, back when you stream back in the day, right? Didn't you have I you did. played the old I, school version? I f- well, I finished it uh, in and the reason I f- specifically wanted to play through it was that that was going to be like the last time that I played the OG uh, unremastered version. Uh, and yeah, so mm-hmm. far I I think that is going to stick, uh, and I'm pretty much this is going to be the version that I play going forward. Cool. Yeah. I'm not much of a replayer, especially for those big RPGs, but you don't have an issue with it. You'd play a game like that uh, over and over. This is one I've played upwards of eight to ten times. Jeez, I can't point. even imagine that. So what it's, do you keep? What do you get out of it each time? Do you do, you do anything food. a little bit different? Yeah, it's 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 comfort food. Uh, I I think that's the biggest the biggest reason for it. I have some aspirations to try some creative. Uh, ways to play it i don't really mm-hmm. vision envision myself being the speed runner type although i think the speed i think the record on that is like 11 hours <laughs> so for fast a, for a four disc game yeah i mean there's some stuff that you really have to do to kind of abuse the system to make that happen but what i would like to try someday a lot of people complain in that game about the draw system which is how you accumulate magic. Uh, you basically accumulate magic charges of individual spells. 
uh, and you can then junction that to your character. Well, I want to try playing the game without drawing at all. I'm not doing that for this time because I feel like the front portion of the game is going to be a little bit more difficult because you have to accumulate that magic kind of through natural ways instead of using the, the draw mechanic, which some people will abuse or get annoyed by. So I think that's a way to try, uh, but that's yeah. not everything. That's not everything I've been playing. A game that I am in progress on by the time this airs, I may have already finished it, but uh, The Ascent recently came mm. out. You had mentioned it a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah. And it is much like how I'm able to go with Final Fantasy VIII. It's one of those games that, like, it has a story. I really don't care about the story. It's kind of a a just dungeon-crawly, twin-stick shooter plus cyberpunk. And it's just, it's it's good, shut off my brain and just, just go I've, I've i've really liked it so far it's it's got enough challenge i think i'm at least two-thirds of the way through it at this point i like the color palette it looks uh it's striking i guess you would say a lot of bright colors and some of that cyberpunk mixed in mm-hmm. and yeah it's it's highly alluring it's super gritty too like like you, mm-hmm. th- there are some areas of it that are very like that you get to that are like super clean kind of utopian uh, mm-hmm. But a lot of what you're seeing in a lot of the promotional materials is that gritty kind of not sewers, but not far off from sewers. Lots of reds and blacks. Like and... Disco Gears of War or something. It's, uh, it's strange. <laughs> kind of. The uh, A lot of the characters are kind of, yeah, they kind of have a weird build to them. I don't know if that's becoming an Xbox MO or what. But yeah, like the thing is the the story elements come up and I just don't. I just yeah, don't care. I mean, and it's that's fine. me in a lot of games, honestly. It's, it's actually been nice to not care about that uh, for once. And it's not that <laughs> maybe maybe the story is really good, but I I think sometimes there was this there's this difference between like the early 2000s when like games could be games, uh, and then all of a sudden everything had to have a story, and everything yeah. needed to have a narrative that went along with it, and it was like play it for the story, even though the gameplay is kind of jank. In this case, I think the gameplay is really well done. Uh, there's co-op that I have yet to experiment with, but I think I would, I think I'd probably dig it. It would kind of be cool to have, you know, four people and their, you know, huge laser guided, guided energy bullets like flying all over the screen. And it's it's another one of those Game Pass is a reason that I was able to really play this, and I think it's. Uh, if you have Game Pass, then I don't know what you're waiting for. You should try the Ascent. What are you waiting for, folks? It's Get on awesome. the Ascent. And if you don't like <laughs> video game stories because they're bad, uh, check out Tales of the Lesser Medium because we make them better. <laughs> All right, let's jump into uh, real quick because we got I got we got to talk about the game that you've beaten, and then I got to ask you three really tough questions. So, oh, man. Uh, what what have you what have you knocked off the backlog recently? Tell us. So this is one. So I I, I was away for a week in. Uh, on on vacation in Minnesota, I came back and the first thing that I downloaded because it had just come out was Twelve Minutes, which was yeah. the Annapurna game that was the exclusive for the Xbox. It's another Game Pass Day One uh, mm-hmm. games for me. Uh, this is the one where you are playing as a man who's stuck in a time loop that resets every twelve minutes. Uh, yeah. With a fantastic voice cast, 
of Daisy Ridley, James McAvoy, and Willem Dafoe. Um, and I, I don't want to go too deep into, uh, into some of these story elements, but it is absolutely worth the, the couple hours um, to play. The voice acting in particular, which it really kind of needs to lean on, uh, is yeah. super well done. Willem Dafoe, every moment that he's on the screen... Uh, or his character is on the screen is is a scene stealer, but it's really cool. It's it's kind of that Groundhog Day meets Who Done It type of situation, or like more like why? Yeah, I'm gonna stop there. I'm afraid I'm gonna say too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been looking forward to it. It's I hear it's uh, it's it's been quite divisive amongst the folks who have finished it, but I think it's interesting enough for me to at least try. And uh, also Willem Dafoe, huge Wang, I hear. <laughs> Got a huge wing. I don't know if you want to if you want to look that up at home. I'm good. That was something I learned about years ago, and I don't. For, I haven't forgotten about it. I forgot about that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do. I also want to play uh, 12 minutes, despite what the naysayers say. But uh, I'm pretty easy to please. I'm sure I'll uh, I'll have a good time. I th- I, th- I think you'll dig it. I I I do think you'll dig it. Just based off of some of your other interests, I think I th- I, th- I think you'll like it. There's some stuff that maybe once you've finished it, I'm happy to talk about with you that I'm not proud of doing in that game. Um, oh, I see. I see. Uh, well, that. But it's a time that's loop. Enticing. I mean, you, you can Groundhog Day like crazy if you really want to. Fuck yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited about that <laughs> and uh, Willem Dafoe's Wiener. All right. So, go. would you rather lose your entire video game collection or all the pictures you've taken in the last two years? And, the, and these pictures aren't backed up, so they're gone. Your entire video game collection or all the pictures you've taken in the last two years? Only static pictures? Um, or I'll, does, I'll say yes. So video counts. I'll say yes. I think you get to keep the video, but we'll see how easy this sounds for you. And then if you make it sound like a too easy decision, I'm going to take away your video. <laughs> well, here's here's a little secret. Especially when you have a child and you're trying to get pictures of a child. Just take video and then take the best screen grab that you can get out of that video. Okay, so now all your videos are gone. Yeah, no. Uh, <laughs> I mean, the people that I have pictures of from the last two years, I'm stuck seeing every day already. <laughs> so that might be it. Um, I might, I might go with the pictures. So you're gonna lose the pictures and keep that video game collection. I ain't judging. I think that's a solid move. Uh, I, how often do you go back and look at pictures? Never. All right, here you go, Musty. This is this one's going to be really tough. All right, would you rather get caught wanking by your wife or never play an Xbox ever again? I know how much you love both of those things. Uh, I I would not have. I can get over the first option. So let's let yeah. Get, well, let's really, keep. you can get over that. Okay, yeah. what if you were dressed as Luigi? She didn't even know you had the costume. <laughs> uh. Who knows? Maybe maybe we unlock some some <laughs> something there. Like she'd be like, oh, oh okay. Maybe Fair maybe, well, maybe she's on board with it. I but yeah. All right, good, cool, cool deal. I know you love the Xbox. I know it was going to be a hard sell. I just uh, <laughs> I was like maybe maybe the shame would get to him, but nope. That's well, that's good. I'm proud of you. Uh, all right, so last one here. Who would win in a fight between me and Steve? Uh, Who thinks got that one on lockdown? going to say you. Good Are you thing. saying that because I'm holding a knife? Right now? <laughs> <laughs> Threatening you? You better say me. I'm going to say you. Is it because he's so sweet? 
Yeah, Steve doesn't seem like he'd be one to 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 want to hurt anybody. Well, I wouldn't want to hurt Steve unless uh, he said something, you know, out of the blue about you know my weight or something or my hairline. But he wouldn't dare. Well, now he knows. He knows what buttons to push now. <laughs> he better not. All right. Well, that's two votes. Two votes for. Uh, well, let's see. I, I interviewed Caleb last, and he said that. He took the easy out and said, oh, you guys are too nice, you wouldn't fight. Like, what kind of answer is that? So you're saying I would definitely kick Steve's ass. All right, great. So that's I'm going to consider that a full two points because you were very adamant. All right, great. Well, Musty, thank you so much for, for jumping on here and doing this. It's been a long time since I've seen your beautiful quaff of hair and your uh, meticulously combed uh, facial goatee and uh, the backdrop of your room, which was very alluring back when you strain. So uh, thanks for doing this. For sure. Thank you for having me on, and hopefully I'll be getting my way into the uh, polykillers again one of these days. One of these days. We can't wait. All right. Hi, everybody, and welcome back to yet another segment of poly community discussions. Again, we have no name for this. We didn't plan it out very well. But it is essentially Trav and I offloading the work that we're doing to the people that listen to us. So at some point, this whole machine will just churn itself, and we won't really have to do anything at all. And I am here this go-around with a good friend of the show. Goes by Dylan, but also goes by a number of other names online. So feel free to introduce yourself, and also uh, feel free to drop any other names you're comfortable with people knowing so that they might be able to recognize the name, maybe from a beat tweet. Uh, yeah, I'm Dylan. Uh, I also go by Never Before Seen or at Ableton Live, misspelled on twitter uh but yeah that's that's basically how i interact with the internet or at least the names that i use do you have a firm policy of always choosing a different name on every platform that you create an account for uh yes that makes it you know just (laughs) easy to remember how to log in to every platform that i'm on no uh yeah, I just, uh, Ableton Live misspelled was for some reason available on Twitter when I wanted to just read tweets for the most part, mm-hmm. but then I started tweeting myself, so now I'm kind of stuck with it. <laughs> you thought you could hide in the shadows, but here you are yanked out into the, the public eye. That's correct. Well, as we do on all of these, we're talking about games that our community's playing and games that they're beating, so I'll just go right in and ask, you know, what, what have you been playing lately? Uh, well, I've been playing a couple things, but... Mostly I've been working on Chrono Trigger. Oh, oh man, a, a, that's a big boy. Yeah, I kind of feel guilty that I've never beaten it before. So I'm glad that I'm getting fairly close now. So you're, you're pretty close to the end. Are you, what, first off, before we even get into the game itself, what's your JRPG history? Are you, do you play a lot of different JRPGs or is this a pretty new thing for you? So I am a pretty big fan of JRPGs. Uh, one of the first ones that I played was Chrono Cross, actually. And that's one mm. of my favorites of all time still. So, yeah, I'm excited to play Chrono Trigger for that reason. Uh, but, yeah, I love Persona. That's like Persona 4, 5, even th- I mean 3 as well. But those are all some of my favorite games of all time. Final Fantasy, I've played quite a few of those. Final Fantasy X is one of my favorite games of all time as well. So, yeah, JRPGs are... A love of mine for sure wow i mean you did good saving one of the most beloved ones for 
I don't want to say the tail end, that's a little morbid maybe, but like you've played a lot of other RPGs and now you've got, you've come around to this big one, especially with Chrono Cross being one of your first. I'm not very good in modern times at deciding what my favorite game ever is. I feel like that is something that would require more thought than I've given it and don't want to just throw out an answer. But for a long time, my go-to answer has been Chrono Trigger as my favorite game. And it was one of my first RPGs, so so that makes sense. So it sounds like you're, you're a ways into it and uh, hopefully enjoying it. So, so yeah, what's your experience with it at this point? Yeah, uh, I'm about halfway, I think. I've, I have played it before. At least I've gotten in I th- about this far in the past. Uh, when it came out for DS, I picked it up and uh, got, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to spoil anything. So I got to about halfway <laughs> through the game. I know this is a 30-year-old game at this point, or close to it, or, but uh, yeah, I got about halfway through the game and dropped it for some reason, and uh, I'm just about to where I got previously, so I'm excited to see what comes next. Very nice. And which version are you playing on? Is it the DS one or some variation of the Super Nintendo one? Yeah, I'm playing it, uh, the Super Nintendo version. Okay, so, so with, you, yeah. you're, getting, you're getting that authentic experience. Even though a lot of people tend to say the DS is kind of the preferred platform, I, it's really a you-can't-go-wrong situation when it comes to Chrono Trigger. Yeah, I'm playing it on a CRT as well, which I think I just love. It gives me, you know, the full nostalgia vibes. So that was why I went with this Super Nintendo version. I did kind of mull over the different translations and versions to play before diving in again, but decided that this yeah i wanted to go with the original with the woolsey translation and the goofy frog dialogue and all that the ye ye old english style yes ah i know this is it's sort of i don't know if this has anything to do with it but um i was listening to another podcast recently that talked about chrono trigger uh and it, it got me back into listening to the music for chrono trigger a lot uh, and I have to ask, have you ever heard the Chrono Trigger mixtape? No, I have not. What is, is it like a hip hop mixtape or? So it, it is literally that verbatim. So anyone out there, you can look up Chrono Trigger mixtape on YouTube. I think that the, the playlist has like a picture of a cat eating pizza. So very distinct. And it's essentially a bunch of different popular hip hop songs from sort of like the, I'd say 90s and early 2000s, like a lot of 50 cent type things that era, uh, crossed over with Chrono Trigger music. So entertaining, yeah, tacky maybe, but fun enough to be worth a listen through, I think. It's it's an interesting novelty, if nothing else. Yeah, I'll definitely have to check that out. I have heard a Ocarina of Time version with uh, like Mike Jones still tipping to the uh, fairy, fairy fountain. <laughs> theme which is uh just excellent so if it's anything like that i'm sure i'll I'll enjoy it yeah definitely check it out well awesome that that is maybe the best game you could have brought to be currently playing and gets me very excited to see the future beat tweet but uh to that same token then what what's something you know one game i'm sure you've been beating games left and right every day a new one knocked off the backlog but why don't you just pull one out that you recently finished so yeah, I actually just submitted my first B-Tweet uh, a couple weeks ago with all these JRPGs that I love. Uh, a lot of times I either don't finish them or they come few and far between. 
but I did beat Greece recently. Uh, puzzle platformer. Have you played it? I have. Uh, I, I absolutely love that game. It is. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. Yeah, beautiful. Very very striking i think it has an excellent soundtrack too and for me it was that perfect balance of uh it it hit sort of the indie sweet spot where it was you know very artistic it was very um uh, sort of like focused on its style but it also had some like real core solid puzzle mechanics to it without ever like going too hard in that direction maybe not the most succinct way to describe that but i felt like it balanced artistic direction and puzzle design very well it was more than just its style the gameplay was engaging as well and uh it was fun to play all the way through which was uh good to see i wasn't sure if it would just like you said just be too wrapped up in its own style but uh yeah i really enjoyed like the mechanics unlocking new abilities and using those to move throughout the world yeah wow good pick if if I didn't know better, I would swear that you specifically chose these two games like laser sight focused directly on things that I like. But I'll give you the benefit of the doubt and just assume that you're an excellent human with good taste. Well, thank you. I I think uh, that's the case. Heck yeah. All right. So it wouldn't be an episode of Polykill or a mini episode of Polykill if I didn't toss you into the hot seat. So hopefully... You've got your big boy britches on, and you're prepared to get just a little bit toasty. How's that sound? It sounds excellent. It's good. It's one of those things where you don't really have a choice, so you might as well just act like you're into it. Otherwise, it's not going to work out. So I'm, I'm going to throw a curveball in. You know, this is an audio-only audio format, but spoilers, people, I can see a little something you can't. And behind our good friend here is a ton of musical instruments. I'm seeing guitars piano whatever so easy hot seat question for you i'm just gonna say you know what's your musical background and what's going on back there well uh i don't have much of a musical background in terms of like formal training or anything i just started playing guitar and uh, making hip-hop beats when i was in high school which has been a good little while now so uh i've been going and collecting instruments and gear and picking up new things ever since then and i still do hip-hop beats primarily but also i like to try and write like indie rock style songs uh so yeah wow very cool what way to be way to be impressive all right well that's definitely the highest brow question i'm gonna ask you but we'll we'll ease into some other ones here so i need you to pick a breakfast food a lunch food and a dinner food and those three collectively form to make your perfect meal so put another way what's your favorite breakfast favorite lunch and favorite dinner food so for favorite breakfast i might have to go with uh eggs benedict um Mm. yeah or just pancakes i think i'll go with eggs benedict since i came to mind first for lunch maybe a reuben sandwich does that count as a lunch food i i think so i think if i you know if i was teleported through time like i fell into a time machine chrono trigger style and i just emerged out in a city somewhere and not having any idea when or where i was if i saw someone eating a reuben sandwich i'd probably think it has probably like one in the afternoon right now yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah that, that totally uh, makes sense 
Yeah. All right. So what about what about the dinner food? Uh, I'll go with beef stroganoff. How about beef stroganoff? Wow. Dang. So we're having. Th- I mean, this plate has beef stroganoff, eggs Benedict, and a Reuben sandwich on it. Not only are you gonna have horrible heartburn, but you're gonna take a freaking fourteen-hour nap at the end of this meal. Yeah. Uh, I'm a maximalist person. What can I say? <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Okay. Good answer. Good answer. Next one. And I, don't think about it. Just answer quick. What's your opinion on bandanas? I love them, especially purple ones. <sighs> a man after my own heart. He knows what to say. All right. So then what's one habit of yours, either good or bad, that you feel like you've had the longest? One habit. Hmm. That's a, an interesting question. It's not the cold seat. The longest habit. I mean, sleeping? Is that, is that a habit? <laughs> I mean, I, I certainly think we can count it. I, I would say that probably that's just the thing you've done the longest. Yeah. It doesn't even have to be a habit. Like, your whole life. Maybe aside from breathing? I think I'm really good at sleeping. That's one of my superpowers, actually, is I can fall asleep at any moment uh, voluntarily. So I'm very proud wow. of that. Yeah. I know... Not everyone's blessed in the same way, so I try. I treasure that about myself. Very nice. I mean, that is that's nice to have. Does that mean you're a good napper too? Like, if you decide at five in the afternoon, you're like, take a thirty minute nap. You can just lay on the couch and boom, you're out. Yes, although I don't do that often. So uh, mm. maybe I'm letting this gift go to waste. But <laughs> well, there's no need when you. I mean, when you can control your sleep at a whim, you never need to play catch up because you always got the perfect amount, right? Exactly. Yeah. I'm never tired. <laughs> there we go. And then I'll, I'm going to throw you a bonus hot seat at the very end here. And this is, I throw a variation of this to everyone that we've had on as a guest, but uh, I, I, I got to know. So imagine, you know, Trav and I, we're standing in about a five foot deep pool of jello. And so, you know, it goes up, it's, it's at least up to our chests. I don't know how tall Trav is. I only ever see him online, but he's probably somewhere between five and seven feet. So it goes up, you know, about our chest, maybe our neck, but we can still breathe easily. So we're standing in this pool of cello and uh, our heads submerged, our heads above the waterline or the jello line. Uh, who would win in a fist fight slash wrestling match between Trav and me in those circumstances in that environment? I got to go with you for sure. Uh, the bandana, the bandana would keep it out of your eyes. So that would, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Trav could, you know, stay unblinded with all that jello just flinging through the air. See, it's, it's a multi-purpose tool, right? It goes back to you being a fan of the bandanas. You never know when it's going to come in handy. Plus, I think he'd probably just be so busy scooping it up into his mouth, filling his belly. Two minutes into the fight, he'd be like, oh, I have a, I have a stomach ache. <laughs> I can't blame him, to be honest. Yeah, me either. Just just eat the jello like a little ways away from where I'm standing. But then we're good. Yeah. Well, good. I assume there's absolutely no bias to your answer being that you're talking to me and not Trav. And so we can safely say that, uh, yeah, yet another condition in which Trav probably wouldn't fare too well. So thank you for sharing all of those interesting answers. We learned a lot about you and that you're great taste in games. Before I let you go before we move on to the next person here unless this is the last person uh is there anywhere that you want to point people to anywhere online that they can find you 
Um, any any plugs you want to give at all? Um, not really, no. Uh, I don't have much to plug at this moment. So, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm in the, yeah, you can find me there if you can figure out how to misspell Ableton Live and find me. <laughs> I'm glad to hear you say it out loud because I've always said Ableton Live, but you never know, like, is it is it like Abe Lenton? Like, is that is that their name? How do I pronounce this? So Ableton Live, not either go follow on Twitter or you're almost inevitably going to hear a quality beat tweet come out of this man. Yes, very, very soon. Heck yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me. I will move everybody on to the next person in line uh, or to the closing bits wherever we are. I don't know where we landed in this grand scheme, but thanks again to Dylan for joining us. And uh, yeah, take care, everybody. Dylan, thank you so much for joining me on whatever it is that Steve and I decided to call this. There's kind of a gag now. You're going to be placed toward the end of the episode. And by this time, we have really bent this joke over about how we really don't know what this segment is called. But please, welcome to it. And thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, yes. When I sent out that old feeler on the Patreon, I said, boy, I hope that Dylan bites. And uh, you almost didn't, but I threatened your life. And here you are. (laughs) That's all it takes. Uh, generally speaking, is is a little life threatening, and I'm I'm all aboard. Yeah, yeah, it worked this time, and I expect it to work every other time as well. Well, you're here because we want to talk about the games you're beating, the games you're playing. I don't see a ton of beat tweets from you. You're not one of the power beaters that we often see around here with the old just beat it tweets, but occasionally you'll sneak one in. What are you working on? What's your next beat tweet gonna be? Uh, so currently, I'm playing. Oh, God bless America. I was going to look this, make sure I had the, the name right, because there's like 15 different versions. But uh, The Secret of Monkey Island. I'm working on the, the first mm. of the Monkey Island games. I have never spent a good amount of time in a Monkey Island game, and I'm sad about it. I'll be honest with you. I think they have the right uh, humor, and I, I love the art style. I've just never had the patience to dig in. How's it treating you? Uh, good. So far, I've, I think I've hit my first adventure game wall where it's just like all right i've i've gone to every location and talked to everybody what am i missing um and trying to because i i think for every adventure game uh because that's what i've been playing a lot of lately it's you have to start figuring out the game's internal logic because they all have their internal logic about what makes sense in order to solve a puzzle and the the monkey island games for what i to understand and what i've experienced so far have a very specific sense of humor about things um and so just getting a grasp on that logic is sometimes difficult. Uh, so I've hit my first kind of wall about, I think, about 20% of the way through the game. Oh, gotcha. I that, I hit the wall much sooner than that all the time. I tried to play Maniac Mansion a few times, and I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't think it speaks my language. That's not the logic that I would I would follow to solve this puzzle. Like, I wouldn't put a hamster in a microwave to figure something out, or would I? I don't know. But... Uh, but you're saying that you, you've played a lot of these recently and you're you're liking this so far. But are you I mean, are you having to check the walkthrough often? Or are you trying not to? So for adventure games, the whole point of them is to to solve the puzzles. So I try and stay away. It's not like doing sure. a Metrovania like for Sympathy, Symphony of the Night. I didn't uh, shy away from the walkthroughs because it's just like I just kind of want to keep going. But for adventure games, it seems like, well, the point is to solve the puzzles to move things along. So I try and only check as rarely as I can. I haven't checked so far for for this one. Um, 
And some of the other ones I've, I've played this year have had their own internal hint systems, which are very nice. So I didn't have to resort to uh, mm. to walk through. But um, I, I'm 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 interested to see if I can actually push through. I mean, that's it's always the uh, the challenge. There is to me the game is not to look at the walkthrough. Can I not? But you know, I'm weak and not very smart, and uh, that often means I'm looking at a walkthrough a lot of the time. So that's great. So Secret of Monkey Island, you, what are you playing that on your your computer? Oh yeah, through uh, through the Steam store, they have I think all of them, and this is the remastered version that, or the special edition that I'm that I'm currently playing. Um, although I'm doing the old school version. So. I don't know why I asked you that. Like computers hadn't been invented yet. Like, what do you play that on a computer of some sort, <laughs> some type of desktop machine with bells and whistles? Well, that's good. That's how it was meant to be played. So that's good. You mentioned uh, you you recently finished, or you mentioned Symph- Symphony of the Night, and I know you've recently finished that. Is are there any other games that you finished, or is that the one that you came to talk about today? So I, I recently finally. Uh, saw credits on Hades, which is a game mm. I was playing uh, fairly aggressively at the beginning of the year, and then I'll, I'll kind of go back to it every other month and just and put in another ten to twenty hours on it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 the game I've I finished most recently is Hades. And uh, tell me about Hades. I mean, you won't be the only person to have told me about Hades because the Discord is is really <laughs> horny about it. But I mean, really. I, I guess start small here because I'm I'm a little bit outside looking in. I, I'm aware of sort of the uh, the loop to it, but if anyone out there is as dumb as I am and listens to this podcast, which I guess they'd have to be, uh, maybe introduce them with kid gloves and, and tell them why they would like it and how it works. Uh, so it's a roguelike set in Greek hell, uh, hence the name Hades, and you are the son of Hades, the the god of the underworld, trying to escape. And that takes many, 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 many times. Uh, like I have a friend who's who's also put in about a hundred hours in the game. I don't think he's escaped the ten requisite times that you need to in order to see credits. Okay, so you're the son, and you're trying to escape. Correct. And there's all kinds of pitfalls and traps and enemies uh, making that difficult for you. And each time you're trying to get out of there, uh, something stops you. Is it procedural? Is it like a different? Uh, Map each time? I, I don't think it's procedurally generated. I think it's just a, a, a set pattern of, of maps for each. So there's there's four different uh, place layers to hell that you're trying to get up out of. Uh, and so I, I just from the repeated playthroughs, I'm, I'm assuming it's just different map sets um, that, that they use repeatedly for each of those four sections. Uh, and you have to escape ten times to get that official championship. Exactly, to to fully see hmm. the main story all the way through, because even after you've you've beaten the game, you've seen the credits, and technically you've solved the main conflict of the story, uh, there's still considerable amounts of story left to go, um, and, and including like little side missions for if there are the other characters that you you meet in the game. Uh, like here, uh, there's some shenanigans going on with Achilles, whose whose spirit is helping you uh, throughout this, and. Uh, there's some condemned souls that you're also trying to help maybe ease their sentences as you as you play through the game. So there's a lot to unlock, and that's kind of what's kept me going. Uh, like, the gameplay is, is a lot of fun, but it's really about unlocking all these little aspects of the narrative and, and seeing more of the story and talking to more of the characters and just seeing this world really fleshing itself out. So I guess it does a good job of making you care about that stuff if you 
you know, after a after a loop and some credits, you're ready to to keep going. Then that's a good sign. Yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, and I'm enjoying the characters. And your character is kind of like angsty teenager. I don't know if he's a te- I think he's older than a teenager, but he has that kind of angsty feel as he's trying to rebel from his his father and, and get out of there. And as he's going through this experience, he starts warming up to a lot of the other denizens of of, of hell. Mm. Uh, and through extension, the player is also like you're learning more about these people, these these kind of odd uh, mythological figures that you keep bumping into, and learning more about them and what makes them tick. So you're kind of going the same journey as as uh, Zagreus, who's the the son, the character you play. Oh, and Zagreus. I mean, we're, Hades here. We're dealing with uh, we're dealing with some evil, but Zagreus, good. He's he's rebelling against his father, right? So he's well, Hades- morally. Morally okay. Hades is kind of more of a necessary, like you have to have an underworld. So he's just the ruler of the place where the dead people go. So it, it's hmm. there's a lot of animosity, but it's there's not a lot of true evil going on. It's it's kind of a it's just family squabbles. But with with Greek gods, family squabbles usually end in countless dead. Right, right. A bit of a domestic dispute on a on a wide scale, you might say. All right, interesting. Exactly. Yeah. Well, you you are enjoying it, and you're not alone. In fact, I've not heard anyone say anything bad about the game, so I don't know. I don't know what I'm waiting on. What are you What are you playing that on? Uh, that's that's another game I'm playing through Steam. Actually, I, I do. Um, I've always played games more through PC actually than than console. Oh, very cool. Any other any other gaming related uh, content you want to get into before I toss that big ass into the hot seat? I mean, if you if you want me to talk about Symphony Night for the next 30, 40 minutes, I could do that. But I think I'm about <laughs> 20 years too late on that one to, to really uh, share my thoughts on that game. No, it's all good, man. We bring the classics in here all the time. I mean, well, what's your what's your uh, quick uh, 30 second take on Symphony of the Night? What are you sad that you took so long to get to it? I, I never had a PlayStation, so I, I'm I and I only got an Xbox recently, which is how I experienced it. But um, so I don't know if I have a lot of regrets about missing out on it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I did. Uh, it's probably in my top 10 games, which I hesitate saying since I only beat it like two months ago. And that seems a little I'm Russian, uh, but it is <laughs> it is uh, it's a great game, and I don't think I'm I'm shocking anyone with that hot take. Very cool. Well, I'm always happy when people play something awesome and they like it. Uh, so that's great. It's 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 a better story than if you played it and you were disappointed and didn't get the hubbub. And the rest of us right here are like, did he play it wrong? Maybe he played it upside down, which would work toward the end. I mean, it was uh, just, so we're not sure. It was just so disappointing, like beating Richter, and then the game just kind of ends. So I'm not sure why people are so excited about it. But yeah. Oh, everyone's... Oh, what's that? Is it people are hissing? I don't know what... That's weird. We can hear that. All right. Let's get into the hot seat. I got a fun one for you because I know... I know two things. Well, I know probably four things about you, but... Uh, well, and one of those things that isn't going to come up is that you're you're quite lengthy. You're a very tall man. But that aside, I know you're into horror and birds. Maybe not a common uh, pairing there, you know? Uh, I feel like most people that like birds are uh, people in my Nana's knitting group and you. So it's weird. <laughs> And uh, people in the knitting group don't like horror. So I'm just saying, you're unique. So would you rather give up horror movies forever or give up owning birds forever? I know you got a couple uh, little cute birdies there. Which which one do you choose over the other? Uh, that is... 
Wait, what happens to the ones I own if I, I choose? Uh, the... I'm just saying you. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't harm them. I'm saying you just have to give them away. You can't okay, own gotcha, any more gotcha. birds. Maybe the landlord comes down on you or something. I don't know. Uh, There's something Doug would do. Um, fucking Doug. Oh, oh. yeah. Always oh, getting into my bird business. Uh, I I kind of hate you a little bit for this one. I'm just happy it's a good question because I was like, he's just going to come out and say one thing, and I didn't make it a more. I didn't make it a difficult difficult enough question. Uh, if it did come out easy, I was going to kill the birds in this scenario. Thankfully, I didn't have to yeah, do that. Yeah, so. I mean, they're, they're more my wife's birds, too. So like, that's kind of really affecting oh, both of us at the same time is, is the problem yep. there. I think I think for the sake of uh, the harmony of the home, I'll get rid of the, the horror movies. And, oh, man. And uh, I'll keep the birds. You, you feel like you've seen enough horror movies. Like, you're good, then. You'd, you'd be set. I, I guess I just I can I can just live with my memories. It's fine. You'll just have to watch rom-coms, which, what is horror, you know, if not that? All right. Uh, all right, here we go. Now, this next section here, I'm, I was going to have a little fun with you. I want to do a quick little movie tournament. Now, I know that you, you have a little project going on. I'm not going to get into the details of it. But I, I picked a year, and I know we were bor both born in the year 1985. And so I, I assume you have a pretty good grasp of horror movies that came out that year. Let's do a little tournament. Let's pair a few off. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen all these. If you haven't, just pick one. doesn't really matter. But it's basically you're choosing your favorite. We're going to do a quick tournament out of eight movies, all right? Friday the 13th, which is the fifth one, a new beginning, versus Day of the Dead. Uh, I'll take Day of the Dead over part five. Okay. All right. Matchup number two here. Hills Have Eyes Part 2 versus Life Force. I'll take Life Force over... <laughs> the Hills Have Eyes Part 2 is awful. It's boring. Yep. Life Force has a lot of uh, topless folks. Chiller versus Day of the Dead. The Day of the Dead again? Oh, uh, I'll take Day of the Dead. Oh, wait. Did I put it in there twice? Hold on. Nope. Wrong one. <laughs> I, I cat's we... Eye. Cat's Eye. Oh, uh, Cat's Eye. Definitely. I, I love anthology horror. All right. All right. Fright Night against Reanimator. Reanimator, definitely. All right, here we go. Next round, buddy. Day of the Dead versus Life Force. I'll take Day of the Dead. Okay. Cat's Eye versus Reanimator. Reanimator. All right. Day of the Dead versus Reanimator. Reanimator. You like Reanimator. <laughs> the, the moment you put Reanimator in there, it was, it was a foregone conclusion. So it's a good thing you put it at the end. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Sell Reanimator. Why should people watch that? I love that movie, too, personally. Reanimator is one of those movies that perfectly captures kind of 80s horror in general, like very over-the-top practical effects, uh, kind of very odd premise at, 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 in some aspects of it, uh, including a, a talking severed head um, mm -hmm. and, and a reanimated cat. Uh, so it kind of is a great example of horror movies from that decade uh and jeffrey jeffrey combs who plays um the main character whose name of course is completely left my brain um is uh is is great in most of the things he's in and that's not the even the only lovecraftian horror movie he was in in that decade that's right yeah jeffrey combs honestly what a casting choice because his face makes that movie stand out to me in my memory just uh, a lot of 
his expressions and just uh, something about his grin is is evil. Just a just a great choice for that. And he, he Herbert West is the character. Oh, thank God. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. And I'll, I'm not uh, I'm not an expert in this. I have the Wikipedia page open just in case you threw something at me I didn't know. So I was just ready to go. But yeah, I love Reanimator. What a fun movie. And uh, you know, a lot of those movies, especially the horror movies, the schlocky ones in the mid '80s, pretty short. That one runs under 90 minutes, so mm-hmm. you can knock that out real quick if you wanted to. That's shorter than any of the video games anyone's ever sent a just beat it tweet on so please folks watch reanimator it's very good (laughs) all right here i got one more question okay i hope you're ready for this one so something happens you know maybe we're outside you know because because poly kill we go on tour and then after we go on tour maybe we go back we go to a club and then outside the club steve and i we've had a lot to drink a fight breaks out between steve and i who's gonna win this fisticuff so i mean there's there's kind of a natural like I'm talking to you, mm-hmm. uh, I don't want to. I don't want to put you down necessarily. Well, I'm talking to you and say like Steve's, Steve's, Steve's got it. But sure, yeah, that's actually been a trend so far. It's just why I'm interested in what you might say. <sighs> I feel like uh, Steve is a gentler soul than you are, Travis. To be honest, like less likely to talk about ramming buttholes together or or anything like that. I, I feel like you might have an edge on on Steve in in, in certain regards, but maybe he'll he'll, he'll surprise you. I think I think you would you would come out on top on that one. You think I'm I'm so abrasively comedic, I could hurt him that way. I, I, I think, would just come at. <laughs> I think I, I think you would you would fight and like just pie to the face, just push him over. Like it would just it would yeah. be it would be a, a a comedy takedown. I see. My theory is that he would he would go for like a bear hug move and then just hug me to death. Oh. He's a little bigger than I am, and he'd be like, "Buddy, come on, don't fight." And then he'd put me in that bear hug, put me right to sleep, and and then I wake up in a cop car. That's what I think would happen with Steve. I think he, I think he wins, but he just subdues me. He doesn't hurt mm-hmm. me. I wake up fine. Yeah, I, I guess I could, I could see that. I, I mean, honestly, I want to see it at this point. So I, I'm, I'm. Old. Me too. So we, we need to make this happen in some way. I just, I'm longing for his embrace. Clearly, okay. <laughs> All right, Dylan. Well, thank you for doing this, whatever this was. I really appreciate it. I don't know what projects you have going on or what you're willing to talk about, but if you want to point anyone to anything that you've ever done or, or anything like that, plug anything you want, now's your time. Uh, so probably the best and easiest thing for me to say and remember is if you go to dylancharles.net, um, that uh, that takes you to my mostly inactive blog, but also has links to writing projects I've done in the past, uh, some short story collections and some places you'll find my story on uh, stories on the Internet. And there are good stories, folks, so please check them out. All right. Thanks, Dylan. I appreciate it. And uh, coming up next, who knows? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> well, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, folks, I think that's going to wrap it up. Thanks to everyone who contributed a little bit of their time to help make this possible. Of course, I want to thank Steve for going along with this and setting up these interviews. Uh, We didn't get a chance to talk to one another about it too much, as was evident by our flailing, but I think it worked out great. So, Steve, shout out to you, buddy. Thank you so much. Also, a big shout out to Petey, Caleb, Musty, Joel, Dylan, and Dylan for taking the time to hang out with us and uh, let us know what they're playing, let us know what they're beating, recording themselves, making it all work. So thank you so much. Also, I just want to make it very clear, Steve and I did get together uh, since this was posted. We fought in a parking lot. I was armed with a broken beer bottle. He had a shotgun, and he won. Um, I'm in the hospital. 
I should recover soon. It wasn't really much of a fight. I basically just walked up and said, hey, Steve, do you want to throw down? And he fucking shot me. So I guess Steve can beat me up. Uh, he, he proved it there. I did not know he was uh, the one to wield guns. I, I was really hoping for that whole bear hook scenario I explained to Dylan, but it didn't work out that way. Uh, so don't mess with Steve. He's not one to be messed with. So there's that. I hope he goes to jail. So there you go. I'm sorry I made this dark. But what did you expect? I'm here by myself, and I don't have Steve here to balance me out. So you get weird scenarios where someone dies and the other person goes to jail. It's how everything I've ever written ends. Okay? Are we okay? Is everyone all right? Happy anniversary, Steve. I love you. Send me a signed headband. Make sure it's worn before you send it. Don't wash it. I want a dirty one. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.